Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and get right to this. This is Keeper's Mind Pool. Thank you for listening. We've got a, another huge uh, source and you know, deluge of information that we're going to be bringing you tonight, okay? I am Keeper. I'm hosting tonight a rare occasion. I rarely host on a Monday night, and uh, I'm going to be turning things over to someone here in just a little bit. If you're joining us from Patriot Nation Radio Network and have not heard this program before, any of the updates happening, being brought to you um, <laughs> with firsthand knowledge from Standing Rock up there in North Dakota, you're going to want to be paying attention to the show. If not this one, any one of the other ones that are going to be forthcoming here in as long as this continues. We've got people that are on the ground, firsthand knowledge, uh, reporting to us, bringing us information. The guy that makes the drone videos that you've seen that have been all across social media has been a guest on our program, and I do believe he's going to be calling in tonight. I hope that he does a little bit later on. If not, he can call in anytime he likes. Um, what's happening, if you're not aware of it, and it would, it would really blow me away if you didn't know, there's a pipeline going underneath a lake up there in North Dakota. And if it ever broke, it would pollute the water. That's one fight. The people that are actually standing up there face-to-face with the police are called water protectors. And they're up there trying to stop things that are going on. I'm getting a little bit of feedback, and that's not a problem. Just turn down your speakers, if you would, please. Uh, the, the, the people that are up there kind of on – well, not kind of – that actually are on the front lines, are getting blasted with cold water. They're getting blasted with sponge, sponge rounds and, you know, different grenades. We had a, a young lady that had her arm almost completely blown off. It's going to take who knows how many surgeries for her to have any kind of use of her hand. Another individual was knocked to the ground with another, another uh, non-lethal round. Uh, people have been shot in the back, shot in the head tear gas, all of these kinds of things. And one of my questions really is, why aren't more people upset with how they're being treated? I mean, if you look at comparison, say Baltimore, for instance. Oh, it's okay. Just go ahead and let them riot and burn things down. The people that are up there in North Dakota are not burning things down. Yes, somebody set fire to a couple of trucks that were parked on the bridge to keep people out or keep ambulances from getting in. If you want to talk about the, the dual justice system that is going on, especially if you hear from the likes of Kathleen Saucier and her son being sent to prison for a year for taking six pictures 
when Hillary Rodham Clinton gets to walk around for being uh, negligent and she had no intent. But now it comes to find out all of these leaks coming through WikiLeaks, all of these emails coming to fruition, whether it's through Podesta or from Podesta. And, and the justice system is not blind. It hasn't been blind as it should be for a number of years. So when you talk about human rights violations and things like that, when you talk about the, the dual level of you know, who gets to go to jail and who doesn't, that needs to stop. And in my personal view, I think that Donald Trump is well on his way to stopping that kind of thing. Justice across the board, period. Nobody is above the law. I don't care if you are a superstar. I don't care if you are an everyday citizen walking down the street. The justice system should be blind. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. It shouldn't and it should not ever have been part of the equation when it comes to the justice system. And that's right there with what we're looking at today up there in North Dakota. I've got a buddy in up there that I have not yet heard from, and he made it there last night or this morning. Every time I call him, his phone goes straight to voicemail, and I'm worried about him. I've not heard from him, and i got to know what's going on. So the, the kinds of information that, that is going to be brought forward tonight if, if you've been paying attention to anything that's come across this radio network, Keeper's Mind Pool, this is going to be some more of the same. Not the same stuff we talked about last night. Not the same stuff we talked about the night before. This is new information, intimidation, coercion. And I will say, I will tip my hat slightly to whoever the powers you know, that be are right now not closing the supply lines to the camp at Standing Stone or Standing Rock. And I want to keep calling it Standing Stones for whatever reason that's stuck in my head, so please forgive me if I, if I faux pas and mess up. I do have a tendency to um, brain fart every once in a while. So let's have some fun. Let's also get informed and really learn about what's going on. So I'm going to bring in Sandra right now. I know we have somebody calling <laughs> calling in tonight from – um, can you hear the heartbeat? And I really would like to get to them. So, Sandra, can you fill us in and, and you know tell us about what's going on tonight and you know the last well basically 24 hours since we were on the air last? Yes, thank you. Well, I'm sure everybody's kept up with everything and, and knows. I wish to apologize for my voice. I'm, I've been still recovering from up there. Um, yes, uh, as everybody knows, they. Obama did issue a uh, stop order on the pipeline, the uh, Corps of Engineers, to study the environmentalism. However, if you really go and read all the reports on this today, the key thing is read the wording, because the wording is totally not there for, for the native for indigenous people. Um, in fact, one of the videos that came through a while ago was from the Justice Department. And she was saying she wanted to keep the lines open of communication and so and on and on on this. But in her speech, she made the remark she wanted the states to reevaluate the situation and send their help up there. 
she made statements all the way through there that would not lead. The others on the uh, pipeline made the statement uh, that they uh, wanted to, they would only calling it off until people left from up there, and then they could have their way. They're calling for more help. They're sending more trucks. But nothing has stopped. They have not stopped drilling. That's been that's a proven fact. They have not stopped drilling. And this is, it's, it's 500 years, and it's, we only won a small battle the other day. This is far from over. So people were asking you, don't stop uh, sending out their prayers. Don't stop sending donations. Don't stop going, because that's what they're wanting. The minute you stop, and the minute people leave there, then that's whenever they're going to get. They basically have given the sheriff free reign to do what he wishes. Um, one of the big corporations, in fact, it was three corporations, that a relative of mine, a very close relative, had some had some stock in. And they, uh, I suppose they didn't realize he no longer had stock in it, and they sent a letter to him um, which I asked him for the copy of it, and he was so mad he said he misreaded it. At any rate, um, it stated in there that they were just buying their time. If the weather permitted, they were going to go ahead and drill as soon as the guests left from up there. As soon as they left, they were going to go ahead and drill no matter what, and they they were going straight through the whole uh, wherever they wanted to go. No one was going to stop Part of the unfortunate thing, Sandra, part of the unfortunate thing is that even the elders understand that this pipeline is going to go through. They do. Uh, and the, 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 really, uh, the really unfortunate part, okay, um, is that it happens to be in the location that it is. Uh, and supposedly it runs right alongside some other pipeline, uh, and, and not a lot of people understand really what's going on here. Um, the the people that are standing up there and are camped out there and are looking to camp out there through the winter and as long as it takes are are you know making a stand against a certain kind of injustice. I can't exactly say what that is because I don't have the knowledge and, and the ability to actually speak with an elder. They have been invited to come on the show. I would love to have one, two, three, four, ten, all of them on the show and, and speak with them. Um, really, everybody understands it's going to happen, and it's going to happen because you know, you know money is you know the driving factor here. Um, Shy, uh, who's who runs the drones, has you know been active in bringing us this information, and you know put his basically his equipment on the line, if not his you know his name, his career, on the line to bring the videos that we see, and it is in direct opposition. Every one of the videos that has been put up is in direct opposition to everything that the governor, the sheriff, um, some other person that is probably, you know, ignorant as a baby when it comes to this information says 
no well there's no water trucks out there there's no there's no you know nobody's using water cannons or anything like that they were there to put out fires all of that has been proven to be garbage the you know it's been debunked this is the video evidence well no they're not spraying anybody and that has been been proven to be false um so we understand that the pipeline is probably going to go through no matter what i mean now is not the not the time to get get it rerouted because it is almost complete. Um, the worry is that when it does eventually break, is that it will contaminate the water source for about 10 million people or more. Also, that was something that really makes me mad when I look at the videos is how these people are being treated. That makes me mad on you know a human level. And just because they're standing there doesn't give a police officer the right to shoot a bullet at them, whether it is a non-lethal, whether it's a grenade, whether it's tear gas, or whatever it happens to be. It just it, That doesn't seem right, especially when they're not going to do the same thing in Baltimore or in Portland and end you know, the situation that's going on. These people aren't burning anything down. They're standing there. They don't have any weapons. They're not throwing – well, maybe some are throwing rocks because those are the reports that are coming out on the other side or bottles or Molotov cocktails, which I have not seen. These are the kinds of things that, you know, the the mainstream media wants you to get, which is what you were talking about where, oh, yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about it once everybody leaves. Well, no, as you said, once everybody leaves, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. And the longer people make a stand, the longer people continue to show up continue to bring supplies and show support the longer that it's going to take. I mean, it's, it, you can't look at it any other way. Um, so, so what else, what else is going on? Because it, it just, I get inundated with so much information and it takes me hours to dissect and you're up there, you're living this stuff. And, and being, you know, also inundated with this information. And, and I think that you have a better viewpoint and a better handle on it. And it, I think that you might, might need to go get some Ludens or get, have some, you know, tea with honey and lemon to soothe your voice because I don't want you to lose it tonight. I really don't. We need you. Thank you. Um, basically, it's, you know, it's, you can read if I hear these videos from the uh, different agencies, they will see what that, what their real intent is because they actually state it throughout the videos. You just have to really listen to it and pay attention to the wording. Uh, it is against our religion. And our, well, you call it religion, we call it spirituality. It is against our, our spirituality to have any weapons or fight this at all. We cannot do it. Um, it's, that's strictly prohibited. So as far as us fighting back, no. That's why we are help, asking people to stand with us and wake up. You know, get people to wake up. Get America to wake up what's happening, that these corporations are taking over. But as far as us there right now, uh, if you go off of, there, off of the camp, anywhere you're getting threats. We've had threats, uh, for raping our women, oh, we've had threats for just about everything. And it's it's a, a fear now that we're having to live with. 
and there even there's even speculation at this point that whenever everybody leaves up there, there's going to be another wounded knee. If anybody has read the history and knows that, right now it's only speculation, but it's in the back of everybody's mind because we're getting too much, too many threats. It's just, uh, I don't know, I've got friends that whenever they leave from their home, it's not on the camp, they're actually in the red. Some of the older people, when they leave their home, they call me or someone else and say, we've got to go to town to get supplies. If we're not back by a certain time, they don't say call the police. They say call a lawyer. Call somebody and find us. And that's right now. That's what I'm here. So because the last thing I heard from him last night was he was eight cars away from him. And I did not understand because he never finished it. He was eight cars away from the blockade or he was eight cars away from getting into the camp. And then after, I don't know if anyone has heard from the uh, pilot, the drone pilot, I'm not able to reach him after his video. He got to get a video out to somebody from the camp. And it is very upsetting, uh, very threatening. He managed to uh, video the guy on his camera, and he got it out. But one of us has heard. And if he comes over, he can tell you firsthand about that. So this is, it was going pretty good with the people in uh, the towns around there. Uh, they were starting to stand up, starting to come our direction until today. Until today. And it seems like it's just like you switch flip the light switch and it's gone the other way. So no, how many of the towns are still behind us? This is, this is, this is definitely not the time to stand down. This is definitely not the time to stand down. time to stand down. Um, I, I, I do believe that we have uh, a couple of callers on the line. If you are listening, um, if you dialed the phone number 424-258-9220, which I invite everybody to do, once you hear that recorded message and you're listening to the program again, if you have a question or a comment, I want you to press the number one button. Somebody will answer your phone call and see about getting you live. Um, with your question, your comment, if you are one of the people that are expected to call in, um, please be prepared. Press that number one button. Somebody will answer your phone call, so don't be shy. Um, Sandra, I'm trying to give your voice a break. Um, you know, you like you said, you've been talking, and, you know, we talked a little bit. You've been in meetings um, and, and using your voice like mad. And uh, I... I when when this kind of thing happens, I like to play a little bit of music. Uh, take a little bit of a break, step back a little bit, um, give everybody time to you know go soothe, you know what they got to do. Um, and it's you right now is a, a little bit earlier than normal. Um, and I, I'm I'm going to get this ironed out here really quick. So, um, but I want I want. It, Sandra, I want your voice to be okay because we do need your voice. Um, so I'm trying to give you, you know, a break, uh, get some cough drops or something. Please don't lose your voice. Um, it, the song that I'm looking for is um, under music. And uh, we, oh, uh, Sandra, your caller, Mr. Martin, is actually on hold. I'm going to go ahead and bring him in and then I'll work out what's going on behind the scenes, trying to play some music, and we're probably going to play that in right around 10 minutes or so. Um, Martin, are you there, sir? I'm, I'm here. 
welcome to the program. Thank you for calling in. Um, oh, thank you for having me here. Um, so what are you seeing? What's going on? Um, or what are you hearing? It, it, are you there? Is somebody that you know there? And that kind well, of thing. Well, yeah. You know? I, actually, I know. Well, I, I'm, I'm concerned about Drew as well. I, he, I talked to him last or, or Saturday. He took some supplies from our little community here in Springfield, Arkansas, up to Standing Rock. And, um, and you know, we hadn't heard from him. The last we heard, he was in South Dakota when we heard a little news last night on this program from Shai about that he hadn't seen him yet either. You know, he had talked to him for a minute, but then he still hadn't heard from him either. But then today, we were on Facebook. We had our Facebook page up, Can You Hear the Heartbeat, on Facebook. And um, Shai, he went live. And I guess he was somewhere uptown somewhere, and these guys in masks came out, and it was just wild. I I, I was scared for him, to tell you the truth, because he was trying to um, do the best he could to um, not be confrontational. My, the sound was messed up on my um, my um, feed at the time, and my wife was listening to us, but we've got him posted up, his live feeds that he went. And, yeah, it was just crazy. I, I, <laughs> as soon as we saw it, you know, we started trying to share it around and everything, get as many eyes on him as we could because um, it looked like it was pretty serious. Yeah. Um, I, You know, I have not had a chance to talk with Drew. Um, and, yeah, I'm worried about him myself. Um, like I said, every time I dial the phone number, it goes straight to voicemail. So I don't know if they're getting blocked. I don't know if, white, you know, the phone signal is is getting cut, cut or anything like that. It just... Um, the kinds of things that are going on, the human rights violations, obviously the water protectors, you know, getting sprayed with, you know, this is a couple of weeks ago now, getting sprayed with water and, you know, 20, 21, 22, 25 degree temperature. This is like below freezing. Uh, you guys got snow on the ground right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, if, there's actually going to be a sit down and discuss what's going on. And, you know, this pipeline is actually referred to um, in Native American prophecy as the black snake. And I don't know how, you know, relevant, relevant that is to right now, but this, this is certainly something that, you know, ought to be paid attention to uh, when you're fighting for not just your own water. And it, it makes no difference that supposedly the intake pipeline or the intake for water is supposed to get reconstructed or moved or something like that at some future time, these kinds of things really bother me. It makes me mad that people that are standing up and protecting something, such as water, which <laughs> is a human basic right, okay, when, you come to, when it comes to, like, you know, the, the president of Nestle saying, no, you know, everybody needs to pay for water. No, dude, no. I can go get water out of, out of my yard. You know, I can go collect it any way that I see fit. You don't get to make me pay for water. And that's basically what this kind of thing is coming down to. And I agree. It really, <laughs> you know, it, it, it really just kind of blows me away when, when somebody like that, you know, the President of Nestle comes out there and says something as ludicrous as that, and then you have people fighting for this amount of water 
for not just themselves. If it was for themselves, it would be like, okay, well, whatever, you know, corporate, you know, crony corporatism or whatever you want to call it would just like railroad them and be done. And that is similar to what, that is almost what's going on. It's very, very close to that. But at the same time, there's got to be, you know, some kind of a a sit-down conversation. We've got somebody else on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. Martin, don't go away. Please hang out. Um, if you would, sir, um, mute your phone sure. unless you've got something to say and jump in and say, hey, can I jump in? Um, this is, ladies and gentlemen, Cucci Davila. I hope I have pronounced that correctly from Can You Hear the Heartbeat? And this is the first time that I've spoken with a person. I don't know if they're male, female. I don't care right now because this is information that it, it, it's all of it does tie in. So if I pronounce that right, and if I or if I have pronounced that wrong, please let me know. Welcome to the program, Coochie. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I was just calling to make a, a few comments if I can. I'm out here in Little Rock, Arkansas. I couldn't make it down there because uh, I had too many things I had to take care of with my mom that's 90 years old. I take care of her. And uh, I had to go. It's been rough, you know, but, you know, my heart is out there with my colas in uh, Standing Rock because I know quite a few people down there, but uh, I haven't been able to take care of anything in, uh, you know, with messages because I'm not too good in uh, with these electronics. But uh, (laughs) don't worry about that too much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a host of Heartbeat of the Nation, the drums. That's a Native American music program that we have here in Little Rock. I'm on on Saturdays from 9 to 10, I mean, from 10 to 11. Used to have another hour, but you know how it is. They took it away from me. (laughs) Well, we're not getting enough listeners, so we're going to go ahead and cut your program in half and give it to somebody else. That's basically what you're saying, right? Oh, yeah, it's their money, man, you know. Politics, money. Same way they're doing out there with my people out there. Yep. And uh, uh, Martin called us a few minutes ago, and, uh, you know, he's my co-host over there. And i like to thank everybody that's listening and everybody who has supported uh, Standing Rock, also all the veterans, because uh, Martin and I are both veterans. And uh, he... And uh, he knows that if we could, both of us would be there standing with them right now. I'll so, tell you what, I'd be there too. Um, I'm, I'm j- just about as far away from there as you are. I'm in Virginia. And, you know, it, it, we do have things that we got to take care of. So, people, if you can get there, if you have the ability to get there, go there. If you can't get there, there, donate. Okay? I mean, they need firewood. They're okay for clothes. They need food. They need water, which is kind of odd because they're so close to it and they can melt snow. But still, uh, donate if you can. If you can't get there, which they still need people there. The last number I heard was about 15,000 people there, and that's from Shy. Go there. Right. Get there. Yeah, Be Martin, part of uh, was do- yeah Martin was doing a, a fundraiser out there in Springfield at the Leaky Community. So, uh, you know, I... I'm not sure how that you know that went because I know it went well, but uh, you know I haven't I've been out, out of town taking care of my mom's business because my dad passed away you know last you know a while back and uh, 
God yeah, bless, my man. thing, I try to do what I can on the radio for the people, and uh, Martin helps me out. So, hey, we're still out here doing what we can. So, uh, man, I appreciate what you, you're doing and all the other people that I, I don't know, but uh, my heart goes out to all you guys and to all the Lakota out there and all the brothers and sisters and elders who are out there from different nations. And, well, thank uh, you for calling in, Gucci. I, I appreciate your time, man. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys also. So you guys take care, and I'm going to let other people talk because there should be a lot of people listening right now. Thank you. Oh, All right, thank you, sir. Thank mind. you very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Coochie Davila, Can You Hear the Heartbeat, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Check him out. Um, I'm going to get that stuff posted to Keeper's Mindful, and I asked about that uh, oh, a couple of days ago, um, but it's going to get posted, so you can go listen to that program because they are Internet Live, just like this is Internet Live and Worldwide. Uh, a lot of people tune in from Australia and Norway, um, even as far away as parts of Russia. Hopefully they can understand what we're talking about. Uh, but we're going to play a tune here really quick. We're going to come back. I want to talk to Martin some more, and then we're going to see how Sandra's voice is again. I hope that Shy will be able to call in at any time. We're going to hear from him, I hope. So stay tuned. There's plenty more of Keepers Mindful and updates from Standing Rock coming up. Don't go away. This is Jordan Page. We'll be right back.
Page. Check him out at jordanpagemusic.com. That's Arm Yourself. The guy's been writing music for Standing. And <laughs> um, he wrote some tunes that really do make a whole lot of sense when it comes to being constitutional and believing in the Constitution. So go check it out, jordanpagemusic.com. Are you still looking for that perfect gift, something special that might just be over the top or over the top of the tub? Check out Tanglewood Soap Company. With over 100 cents, these handcrafted soaps made in small batches ensure the freshest ingredients are delivered to you. 100% all-natural extracts and exfoliants combined right here in America. That pride, that quality shines bright at Tanglewood Soap Company. Look for them on Facebook or visit the shop at 410 North Main Street, Marksville, Louisiana. Tanglewood Soap Company, where soap becomes art. You know, we're talking about what's really going on up there in <laughs> in North Dakota, and, and I hope that people really do understand it. Um, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to Sandra again, and I feel so bad because you know, I wish I could just like wave a magic wand and make your voice okay again, because you got a beautiful voice. You know what you're talking about, and it's it's. <laughs> you've been in meetings and talking with and discussing things and trying to get the word out there to people, and you're one of the strongest voices that are uh, bringing this stuff to light. So you think you can keep going, Sandra, or or you know maybe should I bring somebody else in? You all right? I can talk just a little bit more. Um, okay. It's like what you were saying earlier, basically. You know, you're right. It's got to go through. It all boils down to uh, let's try and still try to stand up for what's correct. Can we still uh, get the movement going? And keep it going. Well, we got the movement going. Can we keep the movement going where it will spread so that we can, people will, can stand up and get back what we're losing? Because with the uh, indigenous people, we've, we've lost a lot. And over 500 years, we've lost a lot. And now they're taking away even more of our land. And if this goes, if they get their way from what they're saying, they have given the sheriff free reign. If we do anything that he does, he considers illegal at all, whether it is illegal or not, if he considers it illegal, he has free reign with us. So is, is, is this going to, what does it really mean? So can we you know, get people uh, to keep the movement going and stand behind us and stand behind where it spreads and until people can stand up and say, well, now we don't have to depend on these pipelines, we can depend on some other type of energy because otherwise it's going to destroy our world. And like you were saying, yes, we are going to get a new intake valve, uh, intake system for water, but if you realize where it's going in, it's going in downstream. So it'll still affect us just as much or even more than when that pipeline breaks than it will it, uh, beforehand. So, so wait a minute. All right. Go ahead. Hang on a second, okay? The mainstream media is reporting that the intake for the fresh water that's going to be you know, piped or pumped or whatever it happens to be up to the reservation and up to other people is actually going in downstream of this because they're saying that it's going to be upstream. They're going to get a new intake and blah, 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 da, da, da. 
all happy and, you know, sunshiny and, and garbage like that because that's what mainstream media does. They, they dress this crap up. So the intake that's going to be going in, this new one, is going to be downstream, outside of, outside of the lake proper, so that if it does spill, everybody gets affected. That's fabulous. That's just great. Let me go ahead and drink some more nasty stuff. I mean, I'm sorry. I get emotional about this because the, 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 the kind of logic. Every upstream of the reservation. But that doesn't matter. But it's still going to affect when the, when the oil breaks. See, that's the point. Because it will flow right by the red. People seem to think that, you know, oh, no, they've mastered the technology. It's going to be fine. There's not going to be another break. Didn't we just have two breaks in Alabama, natural gas line, one in Kansas? Um, and, and, you know, you guys have covered the money aspect of this very well. Um, Warren Buffett owns a whole bunch of the rail lines or the trains that are shipping oil that are doing what this pipeline is going to do. So, of course, he's against it. Um, yeah. uh, we like had a major said, break you, in Pennsylvania. Damaged I mean, the town, and they're still recovering. And many people are uh, still getting very sick over it, uh, getting cancer, dying with everything. What? And it's major. I have someone here with me that uh, he works and cleans up environmental spills. Uh, especially pipeline spills. He wanted to say something. All right, go ahead and put him on. What's his name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel, I've, good to hear from you, man. I've hazmat cleanup for the last about 10 years. Uh, I helped clean up the Gulf spill down here at Galveston, Texas. I helped clean up spills in Arkansas. I helped clean up spills over in Louisiana. I've helped clean up spills all over Texas from a matter of a few barrels to a few hundred thousand barrels. Uh, so you've seen, you've seen how so devastating it can be. The pipeline leaks, and I talked to one of the people working on the pipeline, and under the condition that I would not reveal who he was, he told me that they're rushing so much right now to put that down and try to get it down before the government can stop them that there that uh he said that safety is not what it should be and he was afraid of the possibility of leaks and well I, I, the government's not going to stop this the government's not going to actually you know no 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 not, no the government's not going to stop this that's already been established yes donald trump Fair. sold his stock um, in the Dakota Access Pipeline owner or whoever it happened to be. He sold, yeah, okay, he got rid of that because of the conflict of interest. However, he did still say he was in support of it. Okay, fine. My problem with him supporting it is that it's not going to create enough jobs. We're not going ha- to have enough infrastructure to make sure that this doesn't leak, or if it does leak, there's going to be a crew of people to get there fast to fix it. What you'll have from this is you'll have a, a few jobs created for a year, two years at the most. And then when it's all said and done, you'll probably have about around 17 permanent jobs made from the whole pipeline. Well, see, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any logical sense to me. That's, how can anybody 
you know, 10, 15, whatever people maintain this length of a pipeline, okay, and, and when there does happen to be a leak anywhere, I mean, anywhere, look at Alabama, look at Pennsylvania, look at Kansas, you, you, you've got to have people in place ready to go fix it right now instead of letting it get so bad that there's actually a rupture or and what an explosion. happens is something like this. Whenever there is a spill, then they will have a couple of people on site trying to do the best they can to clean up whatever. And then they will bring over a period of the next day or so, they will bring as many people as they can to the surrounding area, which depending on what you have in that area, if you have a whole lot of oil business in that area, then you may have some of the equipment to still clean up. Most likely, it may take two to three days, four days, for them to bring equipment in from another state. Uh, well, let me know, ask you this. Let me ask you this, Daniel. What do you guys call it when you're cleaning it up? Because it's not a spill. It's a leak. It's a break. It's a rupture. It's like a, uh, you know, a snafu. What do you guys call it? What, what is your terminology? We call it a pipeline spill. We call it an oil spill because that's what it is. And you know, a pinhole, a pinhole can go unnoticed for days or weeks or months, and can slowly leach into uh, and leach into it unless they have proper pressure testing and everything done on that. You know, it's a possibility on depending on how they're building that line. If it's a small enough leak, it can contaminate the environment for months or, or years before they find it. You know, wow. unless it's a, unless it's a major, a more of a major leak where you're losing a few barrels, they right. may not find it right away. Uh, do you we know? One, do you know? In San Antonio, ahead, Texas, the only reason it got discovered was. Uh, a farmer went out in his field and just happened to see that he had a pool of oil out in his field. Wow. And if he hadn't went out in his so, field that and, and and we we have no idea exactly how long that pipeline had already been leaking. It was leaking into a waterway. You know, and the uh, only reason the, it was covered is he went out in his field, he found his field is a low spot, he found that there was four or five hundred barrels of oil in his field. Well, I guess he's rich so he, now. He called all his friends. He called all his friends out there to start sucking it up. And yeah, they yeah, all, you want all some oil? <laughs> huh? Come on out to my house. I got a couple hundred barrels of oil. Come on out. You know, this is black gold, Texas tea. No. <laughs> well, um, it was the particular pipeline was hauling processed oil. Uh, on that particular pipeline, they were transferring processed oil, so it was in a usable form. So all they had to do was suck it up, and they could use it in their vehicles. There you go. Not a good thing, but hey, I mean, see, there are so many dangers with with this kind of thing, uh, especially with it being underground. You're not going to know about it until it actually surfaces, if it surfaces. Exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> it just it it really does amaze me. Um, do you do you guys still use? You know, if, right. if it hits a porous rock structure, it could go downward into the water table. If it goes into the water table, then you're talking about contaminating every water well for who knows how many miles. Yeah. 
you know, then they'll just have to, you know, you know, put in water lines from, you know, some source where they actually clean it and filter it and, you know, add fluoride to it um, and then pipe it to your house so that you can, you know, get docile. And, and you know, oh, see see how this circle works? See how this thing goes, people? Um, we got somebody else on the line, and I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. So, Daniel, please stay with us. Don't go anywhere because uh, you've got, you know, multitudes of knowledge that I want to get into. I'd like to bring on Char. And she has a, a, another radio program. If I'm not mistaken, if she's still doing that, I think she's still doing that. And she may have a question or a comment, but I want to bring her in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Char. Are you there, Char? Hello. Yes, I'm hello, here. Hello. Can you hear me all right? I got you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for calling in. And if you are listening, if you have a question or comment or you're listening online and you have a question or comment, dial that phone number, 424-258-9220. After that recorded message, press the number one button. Once you hear the program again, somebody will answer your, answer your call. So don't be shy. Call in, ask your questions, and be a part of the program. What's on your mind, Char? Well, uh, I just... I just got finished doing train wreck with Mark, and I wanted to come over here and, and help you, support you, and listen in. It just it breaks my heart that this this greed, this avarice, continue based on what I'm reading. That this company is going to utterly ignore the orders and the lack of a permit, and, and go ahead and, and drill anyway underneath the river all because it has to transport oil that, by all accounts, is slated for export. Yeah, it's not even, it's not even bound for the United States. And that's, the, that's what mainstream media is, gonna, is and is going to continue to tell people. Yeah, I mean, we already know how much they lie. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and, and this is the same company ahead. that has set up <clears throat> the Comanche and the Trans-Pecos pipelines here in Texas, one of which will be going through the Big Bend State Park, which has up until now been left pristine, been absolutely left alone, and is a national treasure, or at least a state treasure, um, and it's going to be exporting national gas to Mexico. It, none of that gas will be for Texas, none of it will be for the United States, and it's solely for export. And the permit to drill underneath the uh, Rio Grande has already been issued. Um, Kelsey Warren is exercising eminent domain. And, of course, Greg Abbott, everybody thinks Greg Abbott, you know, is the bee's knees, but he's not. He's accepted campaign donations from ETP. He's uh, he's appointed uh, Kelsey Warren to uh, one of the environmental boards in Texas. And... Uh, you know, here we have eminent domain happening down there in the Permian Basin, which is where uh, the, the state park is. And that area depends upon tourism. Uh, the, the handful of towns that are out there depend wholly upon tourism. Um, you know, they claim all these great things like, oh, well, we're going to bring jobs. And No, the jobs will be temporary. There will be very few long-term jobs. And while the construction goes on down there, all of the tourist uh, places will be shut down. All the hotels will be taken up by the workers, and there will be nothing else going on. And there will be very little money going into the local economy because 
those workers aren't going to be eating in the restaurants and, and purchasing at the shops and things of that nature. And it's going to really harm the local economy. And the yeah. handful of ranchers that are trying to hold out are having their their land along those easement lines condemned, you know, 70% and purchased under eminent domain for, you know, 30 cents on the dollar. And it's disgusting. And, you know, there's, there's a rancher that uh, has come up and said, hey, wait a minute, you originally said this way, and now you're bringing it right next to my stock pond or, you know, stock tank. And what's going to happen yeah. when you contaminate my stock tank with this, this yeah, underground so natural it, gas it, thing? And you got to understand that that area of Texas is extremely dry, and water is very difficult to come by. And so these ranchers put a lot of money into building their stock tanks to get, and maintaining yeah, trying them. Trying to get water for their, their, their herds, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a farmer, so I'm yeah, trying, to, I'm trying to... Yes, please do. Um, there is, since uh, Standing Rock has brought so much attention to it, uh, there is two groups down here fighting that, the Mexica and the Apache. They, are, they went 200 strong up to the capital and have tried to talk and them and t- teach them and um, how trying to help see what they could do to stop that from coming through Big Ben. So are they, if, okay. you want, if your people will get a hold to the Mexica and the Apache in this area, they are behind you 100%. And if you, you don't know how to reach them, I do. Uh, yeah, that, get that's, in touch that's, with me. I'll go ahead and set you guys up. I want to bring Martin back Thank in you. really quick before we hit before we hit our break. Thank you, Sandra. Um, I really hope you feel better, sweetheart. I love you to death. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know what you're paying attention to there, Martin, um, where you are. And how much of this information that you've been able to, to, to glean or even, you know, get out to the general public. But we certainly appreciate your efforts. Uh, is there something else on your mind? Because i got to take a break here in just about eight minutes. And I want to get your take on some of this stuff. What's on your mind? Well, you know, we're, we're um, a part of all this interconnected pipeline here in Arkansas also. There is a huge pipeline coming through our state. It's called the Diamond Pipeline. And what it's supposed to do is supposed to carry the sweet crude that's coming out of Cushing, Oklahoma, over to, a, a, I think it's a Vallejo refinery over in Memphis. Well, this sweet crude is going to be refined. It's coming out of the back and oil fields. I think it's coming out of Illinois. And then it's going to come over to, to Arkansas. It's just crisscrossing every state down through the Midwest, uh, or, or through, from North Dakota or from Canada all the way down to the Gulf. This pipeline just crisscrosses every state. In our state, so it's going to go to this place, and they're going to do something to it? Right. And it's the same thing that's going to happen here in Arkansas, just like uh, the guy that worked there for the cleanups and all I was talking about. And they're crossing so many streams and creeks. And here in our county, they're crossing um, our watershed, the main watershed that supplies our lake for uh, our county and a neighboring county. They're crossing it. So, I mean, it's, it's going on everywhere. And and like mm-hmm. um, it's going on everywhere. It's one huge giant black snake, and they're not going to stop. They are not yeah. going to stop. I would like to propose a a kind of an idea in regards to actually observation and you know looking at leaks and making sure that if there is a leak, it gets taken care of correctly uh, and in, and immediately yeah. instead of 
progress is going to happen. We get that. We understand that. We're, you know, change is something that we can't not stop all the time. We get it. We understand that. I would like to suggest that these big oil companies start employing the people that are standing against them to make sure that if there is a leak, there's somebody there to report it and have it fixed in a timely fashion instead of taking two or three days. You know, have somebody, you know, if they're on a horse, fine. If they're in a truck, great. Make sure instead of only employing 10 to 15 people at a time, have a few more people for, you know, a couple thousand miles of pipeline. That's, that's a long way for that, that few people to cover. And like, Robert, um, yes, ma'am. This is Char, if I may. Um, there's, there is, um, there's a problem with that. Okay. And it boils down to the dollar and the bottom line. They're not going to spend any more money than they have to, okay? When you're dealing with money and publicly traded stocks and companies, they have Commodity to Commodity like oil is. Well, see, I understand and that, but at the same time, the shareholders are people like you and me. Uh, I mean, well, I don't own I stock may not, anything, but I mean, here's the thing, though. Do you have a 401k? Here, you have a 401k? Well, no, I don't. Do you have any kind of a retirement? I'm okay. Well, no, I'm, I, I have I'm, the VA, I'm and they don't even. But I'm I know what you mean. I'm yeah, lucky I have, to I have had a, a. Okay. I had a 401k, so people, and I know what you're saying. But here's here's the thing: they they are going to cut corners where they can. Uh, laying pipeline is plumbing, and I can tell you how it works in Texas. And I've been told by my uh, partner that it pretty much works the same way across the United States, and this is why the most recent pipelines are the more dangerous ones as opposed to the older pipelines. Because of NAFTA, because of the influx of immigrant workers, um, you only have to have one licensed plumber on a job site, and the rest of them can be unlicensed, untrained. They don't even have to be licensed apprentices. They can just be... Um, subcontractors working. Most of them, most of these unskilled laborers in, in Texas, okay, they don't speak English. They don't read English. They cannot understand a technical schematic. The licensed plumber probably can have enough language to be able to say hammer, screwdriver, and nail, and that's about it. So this <laughs> stuff gets that. put together. This stuff gets put together in such a shoddy, half-assed fashion that you will find that valves are put on backwards, incorrectly, and such and so on. That's why we're having the problems that we're having now. Couple that with the fact that the vast majority of the pipes that we are using now are imported from someplace else, yeah. okay? They are below the standard that what we had before everything was exported and everything was made here when we still had manufacturing here in the United States. And in North Dakota, to date, there is, a wheat farmer whose land is still being his soil is still being reclaimed, and it's a 24/7 operation because similar to the farmer in San Antonio, he was he was out on his field, he was cutting down his wheat, and he found a six-inch uh, spout of oil coming out of his land, and it turned into um, I think 50 acres that they're having to reclaim. Wow. And the companies having to do it, and the agency, the two agencies in North Dakota, 
the one that has to do the fining says they're not going to determine the fine until after the soil reclamation has been completed. And it's three years into the discovery. Wow. That's incredible. And they're not even halfway through the reclamation. That's, that's just, that, that so blows me away. People, I mean, see, these are the kinds of things that don't get talked about unless you're listening to alternative media. Keepers Mindful is alternative media. This is, you know, below the radar. It's, it should be, you know, the kinds of things that we need to be paying attention to. Instead, we're listening to, like, you know, reports of Fidel Castro's, you know, cremated remains Jeep getting, you know, broken down. Who cares? The dude was a bad guy. He killed a whole bunch of people. He shouldn't be, you know, touted as some sort of hero for, you know, democracy because he wasn't. He was a communist. And that is a completely different story. But we've got to take a commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk again with Daniel. Martin, if you're still there. Gucci, if you're still there. Sandra, if you're feeling up to it, I'd like to get you to come back on. I do believe that Shia is going to be calling in at some time after the commercial break. So please, don't go away, people. There is plenty more of Keepers Mindful coming up after this. Please press 1 if you're listening. And somebody will answer your phone call. Don't go away. If you are listening online and you have a question or a comment, dial 424-258-9220. Press the number one button and listen in live. Be part of it and get involved. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Plenty more of Keepers My Pool presents another update from Standing Rock. Don't go away. commercial break <laughs> we'll get a plane here in just a minute there we go we'll be right back yeah there's definitely a lot of work a lot of sacrifice that people made to accomplish certain things if you're not mad you're not paying attention and if you're not paying attention you're part of the problem hey everybody this is Dave Bray and you my fellow patriots are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool At DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesma. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. Whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars, and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know? Um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person. And I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it and he just sort of gives his words. Prince William calling, 11.45. Prince William calling, 11.45. 
This is the final call for 1145. Officer Ashley Gwenden, end of watch, February 27th, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Cold. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, if you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobbs Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobbs Creek Diner, located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobbs Creek, Virginia, for 198 Meets Great Taste. Hey, this is Jordan Page, giving the shout out to Keeper's Mind Pool, and just tune in to These Guys Are Awesome. Hey, this is Mike. And I listen to Mom Pool every Wednesday. from Standing Rock. It should be an update about Standing Rock um, because we're not actually there, although I do have people there and I still have not yet heard from the young man and I am a little bit worried about him. If anybody is familiar with Drew, he has hosted a number of programs here on Keepers Mindful Radio and um, I, you know, I haven't heard from him. I'm a little bit worried about him. Tonight we've talked about so far We've talked about uh, intimidation. We've talked about the injustices. We've talked about how good or bad a certain individual elected representative is or is not, depending upon your point of view. Um, We've talked a little bit about Trump supporting the Keystone Pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline, and I understand his thinking, but I don't necessarily support it 100%. Will it bring jobs? Not enough. Will it keep jobs? Not enough. And I understand what he's trying to do. And hopefully some of this will relate into having more jobs for Americans because too many people are out of work and have stopped looking for work. And the unemployment numbers that you hear on mainstream media just do not actually equate to the reality of the situation when it comes to actually having jobs. So hopefully some of this will employ a whole bunch of people. And I was speaking with Char a little bit on the other side of it, talking about having a retirement account, a 401k, or if you're in the stocks, or if you buy stock. If you're listening to this program and you don't have a heart when it comes to paying attention to what's going on out there, what could happen or will eventually happen and has happened when it comes to oil leaks or gas pipeline leaks or, you know, whatever it is that they've got trucking across the country, 
I mean, how often do you hear about a train wreck versus a, a, some pipeline break? And these are the kinds of things that, that we would like to pay attention to. And more regulation is not the key. Personal responsibility for the job that you're doing is the key, at least in my mind. Um, I'm a plumber, and I take a lot of pride in what I do. If there's a leak, I fix it on the spot then. I don't sit there and wait around for it to leak for a couple of days. Homeowners don't sit there and wait around for their water bills to go up like, you know, I'm all of a sudden using 30,000 gallons when, you know, last month I was only using like, you know, 350 gallons. These are the kinds of things that, that need to be paid attention to. And like I said, regulation is not the answer to it. You can regulate things to death, and it doesn't give anybody a sense of pride in doing the work that they do. They don't care. Oh, you're going to, you know, oh, I have to do this. Fine. Whatever. I'll just, yeah, I'll just plug along. Yeah, I'll look at this, and yeah, I'll look at that. Okay, well, I don't see any leaks today, so I guess I'll come back here tomorrow. You've got to have pride in what you do. You've got to have a certain amount of self-responsibility to be able to do the job that you do. I don't care how bad it is or, or whether or not you, you know, hate doing what you do. There are too many cases where you know, the bottom line actually comes down to you doing what you do. And it's a thankless job. I get it. People don't always thank me. And it, it, you've got to take responsibility. If there's a leak, say something. Hello. It's a little bit different in certain you know, professions, depending upon what it is that you do. And I can't assign a whole bunch of guilt to any one person, place, thing, entity, whatever. Because a lot of times it does come down to more than one individual. Somebody dropped the ball. Well, they dropped the ball and their, you know, supervisor, they dropped the ball too because they weren't worried about it. Oh, it's okay. It'll take care of itself. It'll, it'll probably seal itself up or something like that. It's not going to, not with oil because it's really slippery. Anyway, I'd like to bring Daniel back in because this guy cleans up oil spills, and he has seen the damage that it's done firsthand. Are you there with us, Daniel? Um, can, you know what? I got shy on the line. I'm going to bring him in in just a minute. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about you know what you've seen in regards to oil leaks? I mean, you've got the firsthand knowledge about this kind of thing. It obviously messes with our water. What else does it affect that you've seen? People's health, for one. Um, you know, you get into the water when they process the water at your um, cities. It doesn't take the contamination out. In fact, uh, there's been so much chemical in South Texas from the oil field down here, so much oil and chemicals and stuff leached into the water system that. In the last two years, they've had to redrill almost every well down here. And they give various reasons why, but if you run it back to the state paperwork, it's because it has chemical contamination in the water when they run the samples through the state board. And um, using like a bread of water filter out of your taps not going to take care of it? Most of them, no. And on my house, I have a filter that's designed to filter one million gallons of water. And it's designed to filter almost anything out. 
Now, it cost me several thousand dollars to put it in, which most people can't do. Right. But the problem is this million-gallon filter is actually a set of filters. It takes about three or four filters in there uh, in a series to filter the water. And this filters only last maybe a few thousand gallons of water. Yeah. Then I, I, have, I have to change them. If I want to keep my water clean, I can change them about once a month. And which you have to go down and buy the filter elements, which is still two or three hundred dollars a month just to the water clean yeah. enough that it doesn't and, necessarily make you yeah. sick. And even then, we have to drink bottled water a lot of times. You know, the, the definition of water, okay, is an odorless, tasteless liquid. Period. End of story. That is the definition of what water is supposed to be. No taste, no flavor, no nothing. It's just supposed to be H2O, period. You shouldn't be able to smell it. You shouldn't be able to taste it. And it should be, that's it, plain, simple, end of story. And in a lot of cases, it's not. Um, you get chlorine in it. If you can taste fluoride, you you got better taste buds than I do. Um, you got, you know, Lead pipes, or it tastes like you know you're you're you know if you got a cut and you, you know you cut on your hand or something like that or your finger you know and then you stick it in your mouth, iron you taste iron. This is not supposed to be what's in the water. Uh, and you having that you know million dollar filter system, I mean, good on you, but it, it is maintaining that kind of thing is is really really incredible. I see a lot of filters and filter systems in my line of work. And what you got going on is probably one of the biggest and best. And it still takes, you know, two arms and two legs to actually maintain that thing. So, um, Daniel, please stick around. I'm going to bring in, everybody might know this gentleman as Dean. And his name um, is also Shy. And I hope that I pronounced that correctly. S-H-I-Y-E with a little thing over the top of the E, which is absolutely dynamite. Um, Dean? Shy, welcome to the program. What's going on? What have you seen today in the last 24 hours, man? Um, <laughs> You've seen a lot, apparently. Hold on. Did I did I leave did I leave you speechless? Um, yeah, actually, I'm speechless. I was uh, attacked by vehicular attack by car, two cars. Um, I was stalked was profiled and I was harassed all around Bismarck by people in masks was that the video I saw earlier tonight yes well they wanted to hide their identity but I seen them clear as day if people followed the live feed they'll know who it is and I know who these guys are and I know why they're after me I know why they're trying to send the message you, you're the guy with the drones. You're the guy that takes pictures with the eye in the sky, and they don't like that. They they don't like people knowing what they're doing behind the scenes, and you've got that equipment to do that. And if I'm not mistaken, they've actually been active in anti-drone situations, trying to do other things. What else are they doing? Um, what else are we doing? I mean, they're they're trying to shoot them down. They like putting other drones up there with okay. like you know. Yeah. Um. Well, basically, they're 
targeting drones because of uh, how much um, truth media that the drones have been putting out. And so we've been, you know, flying over, documenting it every day, you know, because as part of the indigenous people, we protect the sky and the air and the water. And that's what we're here for, for this land. But when you have a, when you speak with a voice like that with spirituality and heart, you know, some people don't want to hear, you know, they don't want you to do it. They don't want you to, they don't try to stop your voice, you know. Have and, you lost any equipment because of what they're doing? Yes, I've uh, lost all but one drone, all our drones. I mean, Myron Dewey's down. I mean, they're using uh, um, anti-drone guns. They stepped up from, you know, the uh, dart or from the rubber bullets to, you know, shotgun rounds. Um, so they're, they're actually shooting the drones out of the sky. No, they're not shooting them out of the sky. They're using they're using uh, scanners and the, uh, they're they're scramming the signals and all they're doing is just bringing the drones down. Where you once they have control of it, you lose control of your uh, off what you have control of, and it's on it's in their control. Oh wow! Okay, so, so any idea what kind of range these things that they're usually have? Mm, the ranges go from you know thousand to a little beyond that. But right now, those weapons are not really supposed to be legally used. But I believe they're being used by uh, border patrol. Well, you've lost all but one drone. You know, you got a quadcopter thing or something like that. What it, what, you know, uh, I, I don't know one how drone in depth you want to use, but you know, how how in depth you, know, you want drone. to go into it. It's a, it's a special drone. It's a, it's a DJI um, Pro One. It's a little bigger drone. It's a little more expensive than those uh, Phantoms, but it doesn't move as quick as like the Phantoms do. So, but we've clearly been targeted, taken out, and. You know, this is what's well, been going on. Well, trying to be taken out because you're so active. So, I mean, you, see, you know, they're trying to. Well, I'm so, so active. active in, I'm so active in the, in the, you know, as what the words I speak, the people that follow me, the people that, you know, that have faith in me and they, you know, they believe in what I do. And I've created, you know, that following of a lot of people in the world. And now, right now, as we do this interview, my phone can't stop going off the hook. Um, they're all worried <laughs> well, about me. And I know they're all listening. I know they're all listening. Um, I, so I, I want to state something out there, guys. I want to ask everybody that's listening in right now, and I know all my friends are. We need to, to stop those attacks like that in certain places when you go in business, and depends on what material you have. We need to stop. We need to make sure we have our, our locations where we're at turned off. That's how they targeted me on Facebook. Yeah, turn off your locations. I'm thinking about just turning off all these pages and bye bye Jones be well and everything. That's how you know serious this is. I mean, if, we, if everyone's seen the footage, it's all over. It's blown up. YouTube. You know, I. I'm pretty sure it's on Twitter. I. When it comes to your locations, okay. My phone. I turn everything that is um, uh, GPS related. It's all off. And if you have that stuff turned on, anybody that you may text can click on your message that you just sent to them, and the map will come up thanks to Google Maps or MapQuest or some other entity or affiliate. And it will pinpoint your location if you have that stuff turned on. Yes. The only time GPS needs to be active is if you are in an emergency situation and you need medical assistance police assistance, fire assistance, or something like that. 
the rest of the time, your GPS doesn't need to be on because you can type in Google Maps and enter a, a, an address, and it will tell you where it is. It will even tell yes. you how to get there. You don't need GPS as much as you think you do. This is how – this. I don't often get into conspiracy, but this this is proof right here, what you're talking about, how they targeted you, is proof that they use this stuff that we're completely ignorant about and think that it's all going to be okay if you know you have it turned on. No, that's just it. Anybody, not just the police, anybody, if somebody sends you a text that you've never, ever talked to before in your life, ever, okay, and you have your, your, your stuff turned on, GPS, you know, your locations and all that, so you can check in wherever it is that you are, you know, because you've got to be hip and you know, with everybody. They can, they can send you a message. You never met them. Could be a stalker. Could be some weirdo. Could be a number of other different things. But if you send them back a message, they can click on your message that you just sent them, and they can pinpoint location. They can drive to where you are. Yes, they they will and they can. I've experienced that and I've seen that for myself today. So, I mean, I'm sorry what you're going through, man. I, you have a couple of different places that people can go check out your videos, and you also have a donate button. I want to get you more drones. I want to get you back in the back in the air, and if people will donate, you know, two, three, four, five dollars or something like that, everybody that's listening, okay. Go check this guy's page out. Go to his website. Whatever it happens to be, he's going to give it to you in a minute. I hope he says it slow enough for people to get because it's kind of long. Um, go donate two, three, four dollars, five bucks. Okay. I mean, if you smoke, it's a pack of cigarettes. Oh no, you can do without that for a little bit. You're not going to miss five dollars or two dollars or three dollars or whatever it happens to be. This guy needs to get more drones back in the air to be able to tell us what's going on. So, Chai, what is where is it that people can go to watch your videos? and donate so that you can get your stuff back in the air. You guys can go to the Drone to Be Wild page. Um, everybody Drones? knows where it's at. And no, Drones not everybody. Not, <laughs> not everybody. Drones Be Wild. I'm going to reshare it on the page for you guys. Okay. You spell it. Um, you, you go, okay, everybody that's listening, go to your search button on Facebook. Spell it out. D-R-O-N-E, a number two, a letter B, W-I-L-D, photography and video. And from there, it's pinned to the top of the page. Okay. This guy has been so instrumental in, in, in debunking everything that the mainstream media is putting out there. This is the guy that you need to be watching because obviously he's been attacked. He's got equipment down. And he is bringing truth. He is bringing video evidence of the truth that all of them are spewing because they don't want you to know the real story. And this guy is bringing it. Okay, so go to the web page, go to the Facebook page, look it up, and, and two, three, four dollars. It's not that big a deal. We're not asking for two hundred and fifty bucks or five hundred dollars or anything like that. He's not. I am for him. Okay, because. This is the real stuff. I've I've been watching these videos for you've been out there like since the beginning, and I've been watching these videos, and it's just unreal the kinds of things that I'm seeing versus what mainstream media is telling people. 
and they are completely contradictory. When you can see this stuff for yourself firsthand, you actually can look at you know a newspaper report or listen to it and, and watch a television you know report and go, no, that's not what happened because this is video, live video from that. I just saw this the other day. They're, they're saying the wrong things. You have the knowledge to be able to defend yourself and go, that's wrong. I know what happened. They don't want you to have that knowledge anymore, which is why Dean is being targeted and has been targeted. I watched this video earlier today. I mean, just in the last, you know, two and a half, three hours. And, and it's incredible. It is absolutely unfathomable what was said to you. It, I mean, to be a cop um, like that, it just, it, it just, brother, I feel for there's, you. Man. There's I, a I lot more in the air for you, man. There's a lot more into this story, but I will share with my indigenous people that all know me and the ones that are close to me. And I will state another okay. statement later on, but there's more to the story, but uh, um, that is as far as I could probably say right now. All right, so um, what's, what's happened other than this? Have you, do, you have, do you have any video footage or any reports of what's going on between you know yesterday and today is it, other than this, or is this like... Like, you know, the is it. Well, uh, that's what I was going to tell you about. These past few days were snowed in, so I've been, you know, in the city of Bismarck, and that's just my home just as much as Standing Rock, too, you know. This is, we're so right. close as two communities we come together and uh, pretty much going out there yeah. just and getting the truth, just going around documenting and, you know, just Have you been able to meet with Drew yet? Our, as the truth is going to be, you know, the way we have to do it and the stuff we got to say, you know, probably right now they're following, they're listening in, you know, and it all started with that one name, but um, they're following their, you know, people call them as trolls, and um, they have fake accounts. And, um, and I was stalked, though, you know, that's it. Plain and simple. Um, I mean, it, 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 I just, it is... <laughs> I was confronted in a mall. People who are all tuning in and live feeds all know what, uh, know, they all know who. Um, I was confronted in a mall, uh, Kerwood Mall, um, and, and outside of a, um, um, Grizzlies, outside of Grizzlies, and um, that's where I was confronted. And it's clearly stated if everyone puts the phone together and you, they see the phone come out of his pocket as he's coming in front of the hotel, and then the guy that's sitting down, it's, it's all there. It's all in front of them. If you guys do all the work, and I thank all my followers and all the people who believe in everything I've been doing. You made the work a lot easier, Atlanta. I'd like to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart. You saved me. Um, you guys do the work for me, man. Appreciate all of it. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it you know, does, the police it can't came. be done by just one came. person. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no. It, there's more than one person. There's two people. Two people, but they, um, the cops came, and of course they they came about 10 minutes after, 15 minutes after um, the attack, and and um, they headed out. And then you could clearly see in the video that they almost run over the, I believe that's the manager of um, the hotel. And from there, the cops came a little later on. We wrote a statement out, and we gave them all the footage, and. Um, the, the people are piecing it together, and thanks to all the followers out there who work, you know, 
right. They do it right there on the spot when it happens. You know, they know, and they post it on the page, and it's already there when I'm done. When the video is done, and so it just made it a lot easier for law enforcement. And we got the license plate numbers, we got the make of the cars, and it's all on the live feeds. If you just watch them, and look around closely. You, do you and think anything will come of it? Uh, uh, do you think anything will come of them having that information, or do you think they'll it'll, it'll just kind of fade away? Oh, uh, we're gonna push this now. I, 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 it's, they're all over camera, as clear as day. There's cameras right, that I mean, everywhere. If, if, if you know, if, if you gave this information, you know, the the video footage that you had to the police, do you really think that anything's gonna come of it? Because I mean, of what's going all on. It, all I want to state is, I believe that the people who stalked me in the mall were the same men who blocked me, uh, blocked the vehicle that we were in, and threatened me in front of the uh, Bismarck Motel. Well, I'm sure it probably was, but I mean, really, do you really think that the police are going to do anything about it? Well, you know, this is about the truth. Of, you know, the police are there to assist, and you know, we just got to give them their the evidence. But, you know, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wait and see, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Kind of thing. Uh, I'm, yeah, I get you. Yeah, uh, but you know, I'm I'm already backed by a huge following, and I've already got support by a lot of lawyers who've already contacted me, and we're already working on stuff here right now as we speak. Awesome. Um, have you have you uh, had a chance to get in touch with Drew, one of our people? Um, I mean, I know that we, I don't know. we're trying to get get you in contact with him, but you know, when you're up there in Bismarck, but he is supposed to be somewhere at the camps um, up there, at Standing Rocks, and I can't get in touch with him. None of my people can get in touch with him. His his you know Dallas phone number goes straight to voicemail. Um, so I don't know. I mean. If you can, great. Get back to us. <laughs> he's at camp. I mean, is that? He's, uh, he, is that? He's disconnected from the system. That's why you guys can't find him. He's in there. He's around. He's there though. He's okay. Well, I hope so. Uh, yeah, he's okay, guys. When you go up there, do you lose phone signal? Is it gone? You're jamming phone uh, signals and stuff. That. It's a big valley. Yes, there's it, it jumps in and out. So he's probably been involved in it. And the only time it comes back on is when you go to the casino. Okay. Well, let's hope he doesn't gamble too much. Um, <laughs> just to throw that out there. Um, so when you take your video, people, you know, a lot of your your, your people that follow you and have followed you um, know that you are, you know, outside of the camp, Standing Rock, uh, and you're on one of the highest points taking this video with your drones. A lot of people don't really understand that. Um, they don't get how that thing works and, you know, it's all new kind of stuff and they don't get it. it basically, it's, it's kind of a, a, a miniature helicopter, if you will. People kind of get, you know, what a drone is, but they're thinking like a Predator drone or something like that that comes from the military. That's not what this is. Can you explain about your equipment a little bit and, and maybe get people to kind of understand it in, you know, more of a layman's term? Um, the equipment we use is a DJI Systems. Um, it's a Phantom 3. We use Phantom 3 Advances, Professionals, or else uh, we use, also use Phantom 4, pretty much Phantom 4s, and 
those are what we use. They come for props. They come with a battery that uh, allows to let it join for about 20 minutes and on a nice day with no wind, perfect perfect weather, perfect temperature. We can get up to like 35 minutes um, with the uh, long-range extenders that we can put on there. Um, it allows to go three to five miles depending on what point of the area you're at and what height you're on. And um, this is what we've been using. And I'll say it again, though, man. Plus these these things they basically have like they have like four propellers, right? Yes, four propellers. Like right. I said, DJI. Well, I mean, the, type it in. You, know, you can see it clearly. See the, the, everyone knows what a, everyone knows what a drone is now. After me and and and, and uh, visual smoke signals and drone be wild been doing for the for the movement. Which I we're mm-hmm. reaching a whole yeah, bunch more people. If you really want to put it in relation to it, it's basically a miniature consumer helicopter, basically, with four orders. Okay. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying when I say lameness terms. What you, would, you say everybody knows what a drone is or a quadcopter is. Not everybody does. Okay. I mean, and the people that, that watch you and, and have been following you and things like that, they kind of have a clue. They may have seen it. You said this is what we use, and maybe they'll go look it up. But I mean, we're reaching you know a whole bunch more people now, and yeah. not everybody knows that. So that's why I wanted yeah. to put it in yeah. kind of a layman's term, where you know. Sure. So um, it, it's. But I noticed after after I got on the radio, that's when I started getting attacked, man. You know, it's the power of the media, power of radio. Yeah, there's a lot more people it tuning is. in, but as soon as after I got a host of a show, and this all changed. It, it, yes, it has. It's gotten a lot bigger. Um, I'm actually hearing, you know, reports on Sean Hannity now. Okay, um, I listen to him infrequently, and you know, just I think it was yesterday when he was talking about what was going on up there, and he just did like a little, you know, maybe a 10 second blurb, not really paying enough attention because he is, you know, all over bowing down to Donald Trump. Um, and I'm still paying attention to that guy, and I know a lot of listeners are paying attention to that guy. Yes, yeah. we're hopeful that he's going to do the right thing. At the same yeah. time, we're also maintaining our vigilance, I hope, um, and not going, okay, well, everything's going to be okay now that we have Donald Trump as president. No, it doesn't. That, that is not what it means. That is by far no. from what it means. You still have sure. to have that, that same level of vigilance that you had before, he was elected, the same level of vigilance that you had during the, the last eight years. You have to maintain that stuff. You, people, you cannot go to sleep. Now is not the time to go to sleep. It's not the time to stand down. It's not the time to drive away from Standing Rock. It's the time to continue showing up at Standing Rock. It's the time to keep showing up at places like San Antonio and Alabama and Kansas and making sure that those that we elected – let them know that you still have your eye on them to make sure that they're doing the right thing. That's what yes. we still have to do. We can't sit there and go to sleep and think everything's going to be A-OK, hunky-dory, and cheesy-peasy just because we have a new president coming into office. Uh-uh-uh-uh. And I'm going to continue to say that. And there's a lot of people that are continuing to say that. So, you know, it, things aren't going to change just because of that. They're going to continue doing the things that they're doing they being, you know, crony capitalism, and Dakota Access Pipeline is a, a prime example of that. So we can't go to sleep. 
we can't stop paying attention. And having you up there with your drones and your live video is one of the ways that people are paying attention. So good on you, man. I mean, if I can help you do more of what you're doing, that's why I'm doing what I do, which is hosting the show on a Monday night. And I rarely host shows other than on my Wednesday program. So I appreciate you being here, man. Yes, I'd just like to end this uh, end this on a positive statement, you know. Um, I am here to protect, to protect the waters, protect Mini Batroni, you know, and for all my na- Native Indigenous and all my local Banyarup and all of my North Dakota people. Um, you know, we all here are victims of this pipeline. But I'm I'm here for the Let's hope it doesn't leak. No. I mean, I you know it, it, it could go beyond that, but right now it's just it's about the water, many were trying. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to. Say. And that's that's all I got left to say, guys. Uh, I like to thank everybody who tuned in tonight and listened. Um, I got all of your guys' messages on my phone. It's still blowing up every second, but I'll get time to get to all of you guys, and perhaps we could do our own indigenous uh, press release. Something like that, man. Shai, I appreciate your time, brother. Uh, my prayers and are with you. you. My prayers you, are with you, everybody sir. up there, man. Yes, thank you too, sir. God bless your heart. Yeah, you know, we can't we can't bring you this information without people like Shai. You're not going to get this stuff. You're not going to be able to get this stuff um, if we didn't have people like Sandra and you know willing to come up here and talk about this stuff and bring it to you. I mean, this guy's been up there since the beginning, and he's posting these videos. And this is like, you know, where was everybody eight months ago when something actually might have been able to have been done to actually stop this from going underneath the river? Maybe it could have been rerouted. Maybe something different could have been done, more um, more knowledgeable people building the pipeline itself. I mean, this, as I understand it, this is the last section that needs to be done because everybody else, you know, everybody else is like, yeah, it's okay, whatever. Nobody's actually making a stand to stop something like this or get some kind of, not insurance, but reassurance that this kind of thing was going to be done properly. And like I said, regulation isn't part of it. More regulation isn't going to, you know, when somebody tells you you have to do something, what is your first reaction? No, I don't know, man, no. Fine, whatever, you know, I'll do it but you don't have the same work ethic when you're doing it. You have a tendency to care less when you have to do something. I don't care who you are. That's just, that's kind of the, that really does boil down to human nature. We've got about yeah. 10 minutes before the end of the program. And if you have a question or a comment, please dial the phone number 424 be sure and press the number one button, and somebody will answer your phone call. Um, who do I still have live right now? Is that Daniel or Martin or I think Sonia dropped, and I think Sandra is feeling a little weak in the voice. But um, you know what? I just heard somebody. Is that you, Daniel, Martin? I think, I think Shai, did you step off, sir? I don't still hear No. Here. No, Shai's still here? Okay. Um, who who else was that in the back? Uh, Daniel's still here. Daniel's still here. All right. Um, you know, Daniel, you seeing this stuff firsthand. Um, you yeah. know, 
knowing knowing the kinds of detriments that happens to you know people's health, obviously. Um, I heard, you know, when we had the huge spill in the Gulf, um, that people were trying to get human hair sent out there because it's more absorbent than a lot of the synthetic things that, that are used. Is that right? Do you know anything about that? The human body will absorb oil fast, quick, anything human will. The problem is your body will absorb it, but your body takes a long time to process it out. So uh, if you get it on your skin, you get it on your hair, it absorbs into you. Whether right. you want it or not, it goes through the pores. And well, it, the was, it, was, result- it was supposed to, the, the thing behind, you know, people getting their hair sent there was to, like, help soak up the oil that was in the Gulf. And that's, that's where I'm going with this. I mean, do you know if that's true, if there's been some kind of, you know, scientific evidence uh, that actually I supports? Don't know it. I don't know if they did or not. I did not see any of it if they did. But I wasn't so you, everywhere. Right. Um, it, it just seems to me that there's there's good ways and bad ways to go ahead and, you know, pick up the oil or make it settle to the bottom of the ocean. I mean, I used to work on a boat a number of years ago, and anytime we had to punch out, you know, pump out the bilge on the boat, the 100-foot boat, well, 95-foot boat, um, anytime we pumped the bilge, which is full of diesel oil and spilt oil and, you know, it, you know leaks from the motors and things like that, three engines in this thing, um, two generators. So there was a lot of things that were, you know, happening at the time, whether there was a leak in the diesel fuel lines or straight oil leaks or something like that, all of that stuff was stuck in the bottom of this boat. And it would come time to pump it out every once in a while. So whenever we did that, we would wash and we would use Dawn to wash the dishes because that just, you know, drained out to the, out the side of the boat, happened to be on the same side as the bilge pump pumped this stuff out of the bottom of the tank, the bottom of the boat itself. Um, so that's how we kind of combated, you know, our oil leak, if you will. It's standard practice. Anytime you pump a bilge, you, it just gets pumped out into the water. It doesn't get saved. It doesn't get recycled. Anything like that it just goes into the water in the ocean. People don't understand that. So when you have a huge thing like the Gulf or way back in the day up in Alaska or the kinds of things that are happening with oil leaks along, you know, everyday situations, how do we clean it up? Well, we got to, you know, take the ground, the actual ground, okay, and do something with it and then put back more dirt. So these are the kinds of things that people don't understand. They don't talk about. They don't understand or get. And it, it just, it just, these things happen every day, but we don't know about them. And I'm going to give uh, a little bit of time to somebody I'll let them drop their name. They know who I'm talking about if they want to. Um, but there's somebody else that's kind of in the background here that I'm going to give some time to right now. So, sir, you've got a comment, question? Go ahead. A few Keeper, you want it, go I ahead. thank you. Keeper, I thank you. This, guys, this has been – this is Eric who's been the call screener pretty much all week. Um, Sandra – Sonia, I know you're still listening. Keepers, even though you haven't been involved all week, but even you, I thank you guys 
for hosting the shows and being involved in the shows, being active. You know, one thing that we keep saying today is it's not over, and it isn't. Today I actually argued with someone who I work with who said, oh, they're no longer building the pipeline, and no, the fight still continues until everything is over. And so I thank all of you for not only letting me be involved in my own little way, but for being involved in keeping up the good fight. And with that, well, we I'm going back you, off. <laughs> we appreciate you, Eric, because, um, you know, had you not been there, a lot of this might not actually have been able to get out there, at least through Keepers Mindful. Um, and, and like I said, you know, I was trying to tell a shot earlier. It's not just one person. There are so many things that go into play that, you know, get done doing what needs to get done, which is bringing people the information. And then you've got the people that, when they hear the information, go do something about it. Or the people that, you know, clean up things because some corporate dude wasn't paying attention. I mean, all of these things, it it all has to work together. And if you can't work together, and if you look at the current, you know, things that are transpiring across the country – Nobody seems to want to work together unless it's a very small group of individuals here or there or there or someplace else that actually do come together and, and, you know, be productive together and they form a team. How well the team works, that's, you know, neither here nor there. But when you have a common goal and that's the goal that everybody is working towards, it seems to, you know, come together a whole bunch better. And I, I can't say it any simpler than that. Um, you know, it, this came to uh, what's going on on Keepers, Keepers Mindful Radio. It, 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 it came together so fast, so quick in a hurry. I'm still behind the loop. And this is my radio show. I pay for this. This comes out of my pocket. I don't get any uh, advertisement money, which I try to get. It doesn't always happen. I've got a commercial that I'm, you know, trying to build. And you heard about Tanglewood Soap Company tonight. I'm not getting paid. This comes out of my pocket. And everybody that is behind the scenes volunteers their time to do this. And they are absolutely dynamite doing what they do. Just like everybody that is up there in North Dakota at Standing Rock. They have volunteered their time. They have volunteered their manpower to make a statement, to make a stand. And I really find that to be, you know, amazing. Amazing America. You know, I mean, you've got this nationality of people. You've got this nationality of people. You've got this one and this one and this one and this one. This is America. We can't be Democrats anymore. We can't be Republicans anymore. We can't be African Americans anymore. We can't be um, Anglo Americans anymore. We can't be Native Americans anymore. We've got to be Americans and make a stand and stop the kinds of things that are going on like this. Nobody's going to oversee what's going on. You've got you know, 10 to 15 people to cover a 2,000-mile pipeline. That just doesn't work. Yes, we have pipelines crisscrossing all of America. Not enough people to make sure that those pipelines aren't leaking all the time. The corporate America is not going to spend the money to have. I think Char was talking about that. It's not going to spend the money to make sure that there's somebody to you know, traverse so many miles of pipeline every day to make sure it doesn't work. It's not leaking someplace. Or in some places, in some cases, you're not even going to know 
until it comes up to the surface or it's in the groundwater. Then you've got to go drill more wells, water wells, so that people aren't getting sick because they're drinking a petroleum product, whether it's been distilled or processed or done whatever to. We've got to pay attention, and it becomes our personal responsibility to pay attention to these kinds of things. If somebody is not going to do it, if we expect government to do it, uh, you may as well just go put your head back in the sand because the government is not going to do it. It, it just will not happen. It, comes, it becomes our responsibility to take care of our own land. End of story. Whether it's water, whether it's air, whether it's ground, the country itself as a whole, this is, you know, I, I said it earlier. This is not the time to go back to sleep. This is not the time to, to relax. Okay, yes, you can be hopeful. Yes, you can look towards the future as, as you know, with Donald Trump being elected, you know, president. You can look towards a more hopeful and prosperous America. At least that's my mind. That's my thinking. I'm tired of, of, of the division that has been spewed for the last eight years or more. We can't do that anymore. It's time to be proud of America again. We're not the big, bad, ugly, you know, evil Satan that everybody else around the rest of the world wants to call us. We're not. We're good people. We're solid people. We're honest, not everybody. We're hardworking. And when I was growing up, I was thankful to, thankful for the little bit that I had. And I make do. If my shoelaces break, I tie them together and keep on rocking. I don't say, oh, I need a new pair of shoes. Oh, I need a new pair of boots. No. I go buy another pair of laces if I have to. That's part of the problem. That's part of the issue. If something goes wrong, oh, well, we'll just get a new one. This is, you know, we've become a throwaway society where we, we have to have something right now. It has to be the newest. It has to be the best. We have to buy stuff and make things that last longer once again. We have to pull our belts a little bit tighter to make ends meet. We shouldn't have to continue to do that anymore. We have to have pride in ourselves. We have to have pride in our community. We have to have pride in the country we come from. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're going to hear mainstream spew all kinds of, well, you're just racist. No, I'm not racist. You don't even know me. I am tired of being called racist when you don't know me simply because I voted for Donald Trump. You don't, you don't know. They don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about you. Unless I meet you and shake your hand and talk to you for more than about 20 minutes, I don't know anything about you. I don't know, you know your demeanor. I don't know how you carry yourself, how you interact with other people. It's time to be an American. Take pride in who you are and where you're from. Stop this you know, bickering back and forth. Everybody, I'm not just talking about one group or two groups or three groups or what, everybody, it's time to buckle down and work for what you got. Be proud of what you got. Be proud of the work that you do to get what you've got. But, you know, when I was 25 years old, I'm 47 now. When I was 25 years old, the scene that I heard most of all was he who dies with the most toys wins. 
But you had to work for them. You had to work to get it. And then we became a credit-dependent society. I lived paycheck to paycheck. Literally. I think just about uh, 80% or more of America does that. There was a study where 60% of America, working families, have less than $1,000 in a bank. And if you don't have, you know, two, three, four months worth of savings to be able to pay your rent or your mortgage, you could be out of a house. That's what we've devolved into as a society, as a country, because our government has put us $20 trillion in debt. And to have the Democratic Party come along, oh, we're going to raise taxes, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not how you get people to work. That's not how you stimulate the economy. A stimulus package put us greater in debt than we were 10 years ago. People don't see this. They don't think about this. Oh, yeah, we're going to put money into the, into the economy thanks to the federal government. Uh, somebody's got to pay it back, but there's no jobs. So there's no tax money, but there's no jobs, and they want to increase taxes? Where's the logic in that? This thing with the Dakota Access Pipeline, it's the pipeline's going to go through. That is the cold hard fact. Ugly as it is. The pipelines are going to go through, and progress is going to continue. And unless we have, you know, 10 years into the future sight through some crystal ball or something like that, we're not going to be able to stop anything that happens because it's just going to continue. They've got 10, 15 years of planning on the drawing table to make this stuff happen. It, you know, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in two years or five years. No, it takes years and years of planning for this stuff that way anymore. We just think about tomorrow, if that, or maybe maybe next month. We don't have that awareness to do that, to, to maybe be able to do that. And I hope that we can at some point. It's, you know, I, I get on a rant sometimes, and I do it on my show, and since I'm hosting tonight, I'm kind of doing it tonight. I hope that people understand that and don't get turned off by it because I want people to be informed. I want people to think. Um, I just I, – I get frustrated because I think people are not listening. They're not worried. They're not concerned. You know, they have other priorities. I get that. I, I, I completely get that and totally understand. I'm right there with you. I've got a lot of concerns. Like I said, with this information, I am behind the curve. All of us just need to step up to the plate and start doing what we should do. And um, when we do that, then everybody's going to get lifted. Rising tide lifts all boats. And... uh, I want I want people to to be motivated. I want people to be hopeful about the future because I think that the regulations are going to get lowered a little bit, and I hope they are lowered in the right fashion to where people can, you know, 
find an avenue to open a new business. If you've opened a business in the last, you know, five or six years and you're still afloat, you know, I got to say you're doing really good in this particular economy. It's just, it's just amazing that, that anybody with the regulations that are out there right now, stifling growth, the tax rate the way it is, it's, it's just amazing to me that people can actually start a business and do well the way things are going. And that's why I'm hopeful for our future, for at least the next four years. Maybe it'll be eight. Who knows? We just have to play it out. You know, this is, this is pretty much the hand we've been dealt right now, and we're going to deal with it. Some people are crying and whining and carrying on. They've got to have their crayons and safe spaces and their little puppy dogs and things like that. They've got to have their crying rooms or whatever happens to be. Okay, good, on you, go. Because you're not going to be a productive member of society when it comes to building America back up. You, you, you just, you, obviously, you don't have the intestinal fortitude to do that. It's not the time to go to sleep. It's not the time to relax. We need to continue to be vigilant, still pay attention, make sure our elected officials understand that we are keeping an eye on them. They know where we are. We know where they are. And it's not time to, you know, go back to, you know, everything's going to be A-OK all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to wrap up a little bit early tonight. Um, I want to thank Sandra for for being here tonight. I want to thank uh, Shai for being here. Char, Daniel, Martin, everybody that's called in tonight. Uh, I I appreciate your time. Um, Who is it that just cleared their throat? If you got something to say, now's the time to say it. All I want to say is, uh, you know, all the things you said in the end, We'll all find us, and we'll all find where we're supposed to be in this world, in this place, in this time. Whether it's negativity or whether it's hate, whether it's everything around us, like chaos. Whether you feed off it or you feed off love. In the end. Exactly. You know, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to go on. I. I <laughs> I've got a show coming up Wednesday, and maybe I'll go on a little bit there. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. I know the effort it takes to get here and listen to the program. I do appreciate you. I thank you so much for listening in. Uh, I have a tendency to play some music, and I want you to listen to this particular program or this particular song. This is from Madison Rising. We're going to wrap up with it, and I won't be back after the program. So, please listen in. We'll see you next time. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA. And we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. We never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nation provides, God gives the right. We're Americans. Make up America. It's amazing America. Waters and we hunt 
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.